Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, and night. You are now listening to Greg Talks. My name is Greg, I am currently 19 years old, and I currently attend community college. And today I wanted to talk about the recent announcements in San Diego Comic-Con 2019. So uh, the first thing I'm going to start off with is the announcement about the new Steven Universe movie. So, at the Steven Universe panel at SDCC this year, they announced that the new Steven Universe movie is going to come out this year, September the 2nd, and they released a new trailer with a lot of interesting visuals on the villain, as well as kind of where all the characters are at after the events of Change Your Mind, which premiered earlier this year. And I'm really excited for it just because not only has it been quite a bit of a wait since we got new Steven Universe content, but also I'm excited to see like the Crystal Gems uh, and Steven and the other characters grown up a little bit. Because for a long time, I mean, we've been with Steven for uh, several years with him being 14 years old and seeing the perspective of the dilemmas he goes through as a child. But we never have really got to see like what it would be like for him as an adult or not an adult, but, you know, um, an older teenager with a little bit more, a little bit more wisdom. So there's supposed to be a two-year time skip. Steven is supposed to be 16 years old. Of course, the Crystal Gems are the same, and I think there's going to be like a few other character redesigns, like Greg's getting a redesign. Uh, Connie, I believe, is getting a redesign. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, the cool kids, definitely. Lars isn't. Sadie is not. And I think there's a few other characters I mean, the character, the character roster in Steven Universe is super large, so I'm not going to remember all of them. And to be honest, most of them don't show up in the series like that much. So at least at this point, they haven't. But yeah, uh, the villain they showed uh, was a little bit off-putting uh, to me because I think it was just the way she's animated. Not she, but... Uh, the new gym is animated because she seems like very much cartoonish. Uh, and I know a lot of people said that she resembles uh, XJ9 from the uh, cartoon My Life as a Teenage Robot, which she kind of does, and she kind of does have a similar look. But I think she's different enough to kind of be her own character. Uh, I didn't get a lot from her personality, though, because, like I said, she didn't have any dialogue in the trailer, which I think is good, because that kind of still keeps an element of an element of mystery hidden from the audience uh, to know, like, kind of what her headspace is and what she's thinking and what her motives are for doing what she's doing. So, if you haven't seen the trailer, I'm just going to break it down here. So essentially what happened in the trailer is you see a shot of uh, Steven and the Crystal Gems uh, kind of just hanging out, peaceful kind of stuff. Steven uh, actually uh, 
was kind of just coming back from home world and kind of bringing about some order to the colonies that White Diamond and, and the other diamonds have been ruling over in a dictatorship. So he's dismantling all that. And at this point, he's he's done pretty much all he has wanted to do for a few years now. So comes back home. Everything's cool. Uh, Connie and him are pretty much an official thing. I mean, they've kind of always been an official thing. But, you know, Connie gave Stephen a kiss on the cheek, which I don't know, like, how that confirms anything. I mean, I think it's been confirmed for a while that they were an item but you know everybody there always has to be like a kiss to make people like say oh they're a thing never got that but there's that and then i believe what happens after that is you get the villain that comes in with a kindergarten or what looks to be similar to a kindergarten drill that we saw like way back um in season one where she just kind of brings that down and Steven says, like, she's she came there to kill him. Which, I already know, like, there's more to it than that. She didn't just come for him alone. She's obviously kind of angry at um, the gyms and what their decision was. Or at least this is what my main consensus on the, on the matter is. Uh, that she was jealous of Steven being able to change, change their minds. And now she wants to prove herself again to make the diamonds go back to an old way of thinking that they were using beforehand. And she wants to rule alongside them. The only problem with that is she definitely seems defective and crazy. And I think that also ties into her wacky nature as a villain and she's not even really a villain. She's just an antagonist because we all know all the villain. There is no real villain in Steven Universe. The The only real villain in the show is the lack of understanding and the lack of communication and love, to be honest. Like, there's never been a singular villain because the villain that was the, the overarching villain just turned out to be more so of an obstacle that got relatively solved pretty quickly you know, despite having been built up over like five years, I mean, built up well, but then like towards the end of the trailer, uh, Steven looks to be like very tired as he's going up against, uh, the antagonist Jim and it looks to be pretty good. Like overall, the, the movie looks to be very well done and the quality looks like super high up there. Uh, a lot of the music talent are musicians that, you know, I have been a fan of that have worked on the show for a long time, specifically pointing out people like Estelle and Ivy and Shurashu, who are easily probably some of the best cartoon mu music composers out there. And then you also got the addition of uh, Chance the Rapper, who's going to be playing a character in the film. So that's going to be very interesting to see that dynamic play out and how he interacts with the rest of the gyms. Or he could just have a one-off appearance, which I'm also fine with because he's also getting a song in the film. So overall, uh, definitely very much excited for this new Steven Universe movie.
And with that, we are going to move on to talk about the Marvel Avengers Phase 4 lineup. So we actually had quite a bit of great announcements for the Marvel Phase 4 lineup. And I'm just going to read them off as follows. So the first movie we have, and I'm going to say these out of order, is uh, Black Widow. So apparently Taskmaster is going to be the villain of Black Widow. And that's kind of cool because we haven't seen Taskmaster in the MCU. And he is technically a Spider-Man villain, but like I'm not sure with his um, relation to the Black Widow character, but I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty interesting to see, you know, Taskmaster and her fight because my understanding, like Taskmaster is not a pushover, you know, so he is going to give her quite a bit of tough time, but that's cool that we're starting off with that movie to uh, kind of get things rolling. The next movie is the uh, Eternals. Now I don't really know much about the Eternals. Uh, so, I'm just going to kind of skip over this one. Um, I will mention that the cast does include actors uh, such as Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, Don Lee, Angelina Jolie, Brian Tyree, Lauren Ridloff, Leah McHugh, and Kumail Nanjiani. So, I mean, it has Angelina Jolie in it, so it's you know, going to have obviously some great stuff. Next, um, is a film that I'm kind of look like it's one of the films, but not the most excited for it, but I'm definitely looking full forward to it because it's the first American Asian superhero that's going to be in the MCU. So it's definitely a big plus for diversity. And the villain of the film is going to be the actual real Mandarin, because we all know back in Iron Man 3, a lot of people thought, oh, like, how are you going to do the Mandarin like that? You just kind of cheated us out of a really good villain. So this time, they're actually doing it. And, uh, you know, the Mandarin is Asian, so obviously it kind of runs with, you know, um, well, technically Chinese. I don't like to say Asian. They're, they're Chinese, but Asian still. Um, but, like, I don't know much about Chang Chi, though, so... Like, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. So, the uh, guy that's playing the Mandarin, by the way, is uh, Tani Lung. So, yeah, that's all that I have to say on that. Uh, the next movie is the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which Scarlet Witch is going to be playing in. And... Interestingly, it's a horror movie, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work, because, I mean, Marvel movies just don't give off a horror vibe, so, I don't know, like, I'm kind of iffy on them doing that, kind of going that route with it, but I'm pretty sure that it won't be bad, because Marvel usually doesn't disappoint, but we'll have to see. And uh, the only problem I have with this movie is that you have to watch the WandaVision show in order to kind of get what's going on. And I'm going to say this right now. I think it's going to cause a lot of problems because I don't think people are cool with having to pay extra money to keep up with a story that 
you know, in the past just required you to go to the, the go to the theater and uh, the TV shows, you know, you didn't have to pay for them. They were just on TV. So, but now you're going to have to pay like money exclusively to see the shows in order to know what's going on before you watch the movie. I think it's going to cause some problems because I don't people I don't think people are going to be down with having to, to do that just to keep up. And that's one of the reasons why I said like this if this if I was like done with like Marvel like for the most part with the last phase like them doing this is probably going to make me even less into the story because I am not going to be paying money to watch the I'm not going to keep up with like 10 different shows. Like it's it's not going to happen. Like what's going to happen is they're all going to like probably three shows will be out and I will have not seen any of them and I'll probably have seen all the movies but I won't have watched the TV series because depending on how long the TV series are I am not going to probably want to watch them you know so that's all I have to say on that one uh and then uh Thor 4 um is an interesting choice though you know having four Thor films is probably that he's the only like hero that like has four films everybody else had three so it's interesting and they're gonna have female thor in it i don't really know anything about the storyline with female thor so i i want to see it though like i'm I'm pretty sure it'll be good um and they're bringing back jane foster as natalie portman and to my understanding that natalie portman hasn't like had that huge of a presence i mean yeah she was important in thor 2 um Thor 1, she was just kind of like a damsel in distress. And then uh, Thor 3, she was not really there at all. So, I mean, like, she hasn't had, like, that major of a role in the entirety of the MCU theater universe. But this will actually give her a purpose to being around and playing an actual super-powered character. So, and it looks like by the... um, picture i'm looking at here that she's probably just going to take the place of thor and thor might retire which would make sense even though i don't think his contract would be done well uh, no i think it might be with this film but going on to the next thing the falcon and the winter soldier uh is another tv shows another tv show um this one i probably will watch because it's going to be the first one so I'll probably keep up with this. But like I said, as far as like the other ones, highly unlikely that I'm going to have time to watch them. So, and uh, it says here that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will see Daniel Bruhl reprise the role of Zemo uh, from Captain America's Civil War uh, with the comic Accurate Mask, which is a plus. Uh, and then... Yeah, that's really all the notable things here about that. Then getting on to the really, like, really hype announcements, which is Blade, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Now, we only got confirmation on Blade and the Fantastic Four at the SDCC 2019 convention. So they they basically revealed that Blade... Well, okay, I guess they just confirmed the X-Men. So Blade and the X-Men are both coming to the MCU. Uh, Kevin Feige, he teased audience that uh, about 
quote-unquote mutants and how to fit mutants into the MCU. And I've kind of like talked about this before, how like I don't know how they're going to change the, the tone of the X-Men to fit the MCU. But with these recent films, maybe because the MCU looks like it's going in a darker d- direction. So maybe by the time they get to the X-Men, we'll have already been used to seeing like darker MCU films. And then it'll make sense to put the X-Men there. But in my opinion, the best way to start the X-Men is do in medias race, which is start with the X-Men already having being having been formed and just go from there like have the movie revolve around the brotherhood and professor xavier and the mutants just fighting i think that would be a good introduction film just have the brotherhood and the x-men fight and that would that would allow you to give room to talk about like all the main x-men characters as well as all the main brotherhood characters including magneto and then of course professor xavier uh they also did announce uh that mahershal Ali is playing Blade, which I think is a great choice because he definitely looks like Wesley Snipes. So he is probably going to pull that off pretty well as long as they get the voice right. You know, as long as his voice is like deep and has that uh, kind of intimidating factor that made Wesley Snipes' version so good. Uh, And then Fantastic Four movie, they said, is in the works kind of iffy on fantastic four like i know it's in better hands now but like still like i can't forget about the previous iterations of it and they were terrible like not well okay the first iteration was meh but the second one was just bad so hopefully they can make a good fantastic four film uh then uh yeah that's pretty much all of the mcu announcements uh, now I'm just, I'm going to talk about, uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention from SDCC and that is the new Rick and Morty content. So stay tuned for that. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you guys about a new podcast that I have recently discovered. It's called the snuff box podcast. That's the S N U F F B O X podcast. And basically, they talk about anything from uh, paranormal activity topics to strange topics. Uh, They actually just released an episode about the Flatwoods Monster as well as the Wendigo. So definitely check them out. Um, Like I said before, the podcast is called The S-N-U-F-F-B-O-X Podcast. And you can find it on anchor.fm. So, here we go. Now we're talking about Rick and Morty Season 4. So, at SDCC 2019, uh, they showed off a teaser of one of the 70 new episodes that are a part of the contract lineup for Rick and Morty. And basically, in the episode, you had Jerry and Morty uh, talking to this guy called Taiki Watiti. And apparently he's like an alien app, the developer, and he was helping Jerry to create like a dating app. And in the allure of that, um, Morty found out that something wasn't right. Like I said, we don't know much about the episode. This is just what I saw. And then he starts like destroying the computers and strangling Taiki Watiti to like shut down the servers because Morty said like I know apps are ran by something like servers or something like that 
and um taiki watiti was like okay you can keep doing that but um there was this beeping sound and you know morty and jerry thought it was like a bomb or something and they left the room because they thought he was gonna kill himself and then taiki watiti like started to walk out the window and then they morty and jerry came back in to grab him though and they started like interrogating him more about the app and that's essentially where the episode ends at and uh i didn't get any hidden meanings or anything from that but it definitely was a kind of a funny scene so but like i was saying before uh justin roiland the creator of rick and morty uh, said that there was going to be 70 more episodes, including the one I just mentioned, of Rick and Morty that are on the way. Um, he did say that this new season was going to just be 10 episodes, so um, there won't be the 13 se- thirteen episode season that most of us have been wanting, so at least not for right now. Probably like maybe later in season 5 we might get it, but definitely 10 episodes it's like not short, but it's also like not that long either. So it's going to like end pretty fast. So, and then we also got like some pictures of like Rick walking through like a field on some foreign planet. And then we have a picture of like some Rick talking to some crocobots, which if you remember from season three and the uh, Vindicators episode, there was like a more advanced version of these crocobots like on the, the team but like more heavy duty robotic parts actually to be honest these crocobots look a little bit more advanced so with the picture i'm looking at here so uh i know there's going to be like a lot of uh celebrities on here as well uh like paul giamatti sam neill uh, and Kathleen Turner are going to guest star in the new season. And I did hear that uh, Kanye West was going to make it like a surprise appearance. And that wouldn't be like out of the norm considering we got Logic last season. So that's really good. Uh, my hope for this is that they're going to show more of Evil more to continue that storyline. Because I would really hate if they just skipped over it and just did like um, just the typical adv- adventure episodes. Because I think a part of the allure, the reason I've kept watching the series so long, apart from the comedy aspect of it, is because of the overarching story and also the relatable characters. But really, the the, the Evil Morty storyline is like probably the most engaging to me out of like all the other plot threads in the story. Because I really don't know where that one is going. Uh, yeah. But that's really all there is on Rick and Morty. I mean... They didn't release much. They just kind of gave us a little, like, taste of what to expect. And what they gave us still was not that much. So uh, that's really it for uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Now I'm going to go on to talk about some of the uh, DC properties that they announced. So moving on to the DC announcements. Uh, The first thing we got here is that the actor... Brandon Ruth will play Superman in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, it says they said at the convention that he will be coming back to play the role of Superman in this year's Arrowverse crossover, which is going to be the Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
it said it's going to like feature two different versions of Superman. Uh, one with uh, Tyler Hoeklin also returning. Uh, I'm assuming he's like the other Superman. Um, and then they also said that there's probably going to be a team up between the two, which will be kind of cool. Uh, they said that Ruth, uh, he played the Man of Steel in uh, Superman Returns, which is, you know, one of the, uh, it's the sequel to, uh, you know, the original Superman film back in the day. Well, no, no, not back in the day, but, you know, it's it's one of the old ones. Um, and it said, like, he's been playing Ray Palmer in the Arrow's verse since, like, 2014. So I'm pretty sure all of you who watch Arrow are familiar with who he is. Um, he's just playing Superman now, so it's pretty interesting. Now moving on to Flash. Uh, Flash season, season 6 is going to introduce the villain Bloodwork. So don't know much about Bloodwork. All I know is that he's like a newer villain in the Flash comics, but uh, I've seen him before, like just not a lot of him, not like too familiar with his character. Uh, so they revealed at the Flash panel at SDCC where it was confirmed that Sindio Ramamurthy from the show Heroes will be joining the show as Dr. Ramsey Rosso, who becomes Bloodwork. Uh, he's a former colleague of Caitlin Snow. Arasu was also described as the world's foremost expert on hematological oncology. And he was also featured in the Flash uh, Season 6 trailer, which just dropped, uh, where he was shown to be very obsessed with death. So, yeah, that's about it. I also don't watch the Flash show. Like, I've checked it out, uh, but I'm definitely not caught up, but... I don't really care because like for the show that much, I mean, it's cool. I think it's probably one of the better DC property sh TV shows to come out in recent years. So, I mean, if you like the show, I would definitely check out season six. I might also pick it up too, but like I said, if I don't have time, probably not going to watch it. Uh, and yeah, that was basically it. Uh, oh wait, there was one more thing. There's supposed to be like a new Harley Quinn cartoon coming out. Um, and it's like, has a lot of cussing in it and a lot of violence in it. So I was kind of feeling 50-50 on that announcement just because uh, I'm not really, like the, the cartoon looks a bit choppy. It doesn't look that smooth to me. Uh, and all, Harley Quinn is sporting her look from uh, Suicide Squad, which I don't know why that look got so freaking popular. I mean, like, it's a cool look. I think it's a more sexualized look, if anything. But uh, I just like, I, I wanted the old classic Harley Quinn uh, and not the new one, uh, but I mean, because in this, it seems like she's acting like a teenage girl instead of uh, like how Harley Quinn is supposed to act. I mean, Harley Quinn does act like a teenage girl, but she kind of has like an adult side to her where she shows some maturity in some moments. Like she's not stupid. Like in the old Batman cartoon, if you know, like she would go like she would fight for the Joker, but she definitely would not put up with getting abused like that much you know so she did have some humanity though i don't like when they should depict her as being a full-out crazy person because she she was a person before it's just she went insane but there's still a part of her that is human so yeah they announced that uh and they said that's going to premiere october 2019 uh along with a lot of the other like new content i mentioned before which is also gonna uh premiere in the fall like for the flash and the arrow uh premieres for their new seasons I mean, slash crossovers 
So uh, that's all there is with DC. Um, there was some news like on The Walking Dead and uh, some other things regarding some TBS shows, but there was so minimal news on those things that I'm not going to cover them here. I just wanted to go over the more notable things. And uh, yeah, that's all there is like with DC. <laughs> And the last thing I wanted to talk about is something that's not too uh, happy. And I usually would not do this, though, but because um, I felt like a sense of uh, duty to tell you guys if you didn't know, and I'm pretty sure most of you do know, uh, that uh, the first studio building uh, in Japan, uh, Kyoto Animation, uh, had a fire... Uh, that was set off by uh, a terrible person that uh, apparently was displeased with the company, and uh, he inevitably uh, he killed thirty four people, and um, yeah, it's just like a tragic thing overall. I, I usually don't like talk about things like this stuff with this one really got up under my skin because I know not a lot of people would probably like care about um you know things like this happening in other parts of the world though but um to me it is just as important to talk about these things as it is to mention stuff that's going on in my own country in America so uh I'm just gonna take this time to like tell you guys where you can like uh go and support the uh, families that were affected in the Kyoto animation fire. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, HTTPS colon double slash www.gofundme.com slash help dash K-Y-O-A-N-I dash H-E-A-L um, and I would hope that you guys would, uh, if you can, of course, uh, donate to, uh, help the cause over there in Japan. Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to read this, uh, article here that I found that they released yesterday, uh, where the president, uh, made like a statement, um, about the recent event. So it says here, at, and this was also posted by, uh, Adi Tanti Medich. Sorry if I butchered your name. So it says here that Japan is still reeling from the arson attack on Kyoto Animation's first studio building that killed 34 people. That This was the biggest act of mass murder in the history of post-war Japan. Kyoto Animation's president Hideaki Hata appeared before the press to make a statement. He said that our company's philosophy is to create wonderful works. We are not sure whether there is something we did that displeased the suspect, but it is unacceptable to respond with violence. The anime industry and fandom are also mourning for a beloved studio known for its dedication to quality and artistic innovation. Kyoto's productions include the acclaimed series and feature films like K-On, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, a Silent Voice, Violet Evergarden, and Free. Hadza declared that the studio's past animation materials and computers were all destroyed in the fire. Hadza said the monetary amount of the damage extreme. 
I don't know the full details. The studio's contributions to anime culture and storytelling is invaluable. The loss is incalculable. I am deeply heartbroken. I can't bear it. I never even in my dreams would have thought such a large disaster would happen. He later added, this is a serious blow to our company and our industry. Every one of them was an excellent and wonderful colleague. Um, and then it just uh, goes into talking about uh, making sure you guys donate and uh, talking about the suspect, which I really don't want to get into because... Uh, yeah, it's uh, just a terrible situation. Can't believe that somebody took it upon themselves to like do that, though, and thought that what they were doing was right. It uh, basically, I mean, it just kind of reminds you that the, the world is a very dangerous place, and you just have to kind of always be aware of that there are people that want to ruin other people's lives for no other reason than just to do it. Um, so yeah, um, like I'll, I'll repeat the link so you guys know where to go to the charity the fund. So it's on go, gofundme.com, but I'm just going to spell it out to make sure that you guys know the link. So it's HTTPS colon double slash www.gofundme.com slash H E L P dash K Y. O A N I dash H E A L. Thank you. Hey guys, if you're wondering where you can find my podcast, I post every week on anchor.fm, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. So always be on the lookout uh, week to week to uh, find out uh, what I am talking about and uh what's on my mind currently um as far as like the youtube goes that is currently on hiatus like i said in the previous uh, episode i posted a lot last week so don't really expect anything to be posted there uh, i did create a patreon but i'm still kind of getting the bugs and the kinks worked out for uh, what i'm going to put on there um so yeah um but with that i'll you know see you guys next week with uh, something new that I will inevitably either go on for 30 or an hour. It just kind of will fall within that ballpark. Uh, But thank you for listening, and I will see you later. Bye.